Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. Coming up this hour. Key primary results are in from California and New Jersey. We're live with the latest. Boris Johnson plans legislation to override parts of the Brexit deal. Credit Suisse shares plunge after warning of a second quarter loss. And new developments this morning involving Elon Musk and Twitter. Controversy over a planned New York City event with Florida Governor DeSantis. Plus, a New Jersey mayor says the American dream all owes his city millions. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. I'm John Stash, Aaron Swartz. Tampa Bay beat the Rangers to tie up the series at two. The Yankees won at Minnesota. The Mets were shut out in San Diego. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. On Bloomberg 1130 New York. Bloomberg 991 Washington, D.C. Bloomberg 1061 Boston. Bloomberg 960 San Francisco. Sirius XM 119. And around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business app. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. I'm Amy Morris. Bloomberg Daybreak is brought to you by BNY Mellon Pershing's Inside Conference back in person June 15th through the 17th at the Gaylord Resort in Grapevine, Texas. Don't miss it. Register now at insight.bnymellon.com. You're watching futures move lower on this Wednesday morning. It is 6.01 on Wall Street. We check the markets every 15 minutes during the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P futures are down 17 points. Dow futures down 155. NASDAQ futures are lower by 38 points. The 10-year Treasury is down 830 seconds for a yield of 3%, Amy. Well, more on the markets in a moment. We begin with primaries across seven states last night. Starting in California, San Francisco residents took to the polls to oust progressive district attorney Chesa Boudin. Voters were not asked to choose between criminal justice reform and something else. They were given an opportunity to voice their frustration and their outrage, and they took that opportunity. Chesa Boudin's recall election turned into a heated campaign dividing Democrats. Boudin sought criminal justice reform. Critics painted him as far too lenient on crime. He addressed his supporters after his defeat. I want to be very clear about what happened tonight. The right-wing billionaires outspent us three to one. They exploited an environment in which people are appropriately upset. San Francisco District Attorney Chesa Boudin will be replaced by an interim DA chosen by San Francisco Mayor London Breed. Also in California, Amy, Governor Gavin Newsom cruised to an easy victory. He'll advance to the November election. In Los Angeles, public safety is also a key issue in that city's mayoral race. Billionaire real estate developer Rick Caruso and California Representative Karen Bass are headed for a runoff after yesterday's primary. In other states, congressional races served as yet another measure of former President Donald Trump's influence over the GOP. Bloomberg's Michael Barr joins us live with more on primary results in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. A dozen U.S. House seats are being contested in New Jersey. They were several GOP candidates who followed Donald Trump's brand. However, in New Jersey... Only two of the 12-member delegation are Republicans. In the 2nd District, incumbent Jeff Van Drew won the GOP primary with 86%. Van Drew 
will face Democrat Tim Alexander, who got 62%. In the 4th District, incumbent Republican Chris Smith won with 58% of the vote. Smith will face Democrat Matthew Jenkins, who ran unopposed. In the 7th District, Republican Thomas Kane Jr. received 46%. He'll face incumbent Democrat Tom Malinowski, who got 94% of the vote. In New York, Michael Barr, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Michael, thank you. And five other states held primaries, South Dakota, Mississippi, New Mexico, Iowa, and Montana. Incumbents mostly staved off challenges from other candidates. Turning to politics overseas now, Amy, after winning a confidence vote this week, U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson plans to press ahead with legislation that's likely to anger some of his political allies. Bloomberg's Ewan Potts joins us from London with the latest. Good morning, Ewan. Good morning, Nathan and Amy. Back to work for Boris Johnson. It's less than two days since the UK Prime Minister narrowly survived a confidence vote among his Conservative Party colleagues. Now Bloomberg understands that Johnson is pressing ahead with divisive plans on the Northern Ireland Protocol. The legislation is likely to give ministers the power to unilaterally rewrite post-Brexit trading rules. The European Union has warned the move could lead to a suspension of the UK's trade deal. In London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Daybreak. Thank you, Ewan. Turning to the markets, U.S. futures are down this morning after yesterday's broad-based rally. Sentiment remains fragile. Amid concerns, interest rates will need to go higher to rein in inflation. However, PIMCO portfolio manager Aaron Brown says easing supply pressures could temper aggressiveness from central banks. As we start to see more chip supply, as we start to see, you know, less of this demand for goods, we do think that you will start to see inflation peak and then ultimately start to roll over. Erin Brown of PIMCO says waning supply chain disruptions leave her cautiously optimistic about markets. Well, in Asia, Amy, uh, China's tech stock saw a big jump. The government's latest batch of new game approvals bolstered bets that the industry's business outlook is on the mend. Bloomberg's Juliet Sally has more from Singapore. The Hang Seng Tech Index rose to a two-month high as sentiment was bolstered that authorities are moving towards policy normalization. But the contrarian who called China's tech route says the sector is still a sell. DZ Bank's Manuel Mill writing, he feels reports regulators are preparing to wrap up a probe into Didi are premature. Elsewhere, continued weakness in the yen saw Japanese equities rise and Australian stocks recouped some of Tuesday's losses. Shorter-dated Indian bonds rallied with the four-year yield dropping 12 basis points as India's central bank joined the Jumbo Rate Hike Club in Singapore. Juliet Sali, Bloomberg Daybreak. Thank you, Juliet. In Europe, Credit Suisse shares are down more than 5%. The Swiss lender expects a loss at the group-wide level and investment bank in the second quarter. Credit Suisse says market conditions have remained challenging after the invasion of Ukraine and monetary tightening around the world. In other corporate news, Amy, there is new uncertainty surrounding the Elon Musk Twitter deal. Bloomberg's Renita Young joins us live with more on that. Renita, good morning. Good morning, Nathan. Elon Musk's attempts to get new funding to take Twitter private are now on hold, and it's because of uncertainty surrounding the deal. That's according to Reuters, who reports conversations have halted with private equity firms, including Apollo Global Management, until there's clarity about the future of the acquisition. Musk has been trying to reduce his $33.5 billion cash contribution to the $44 billion deal by preferred equity financing. Meantime, he's also threatened to back away from the deal if Twitter cannot prove less than 5% of its users are bots. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak. Okay, Renita, thanks. S&P futures now down 20 points. Dow futures down 164. NASDAQ futures are lower by 52 points. Ten-year Treasury down 730 seconds for a yield of 3%. Straight ahead, your latest local headlines and a check of sports. This is Bloomberg. 
Thank you, Nathan. It is 6.07 on Wall Street. Let's bring in Michael Barr. We'll find out what else is going on in New York and around the world. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Amy. New York lawmakers called on the Chelsea Piers Entertainment Center to cancel an upcoming event. That includes Florida Governor Ron DeSantis saying his appearance would be an insult to the city's LGBTQ community. According to an online event schedule, DeSantis, a Republican and potential 2024 presidential candidate, will discuss the Florida model and why it's good for religious Americans. Americans on June 12th at the Jewish Leadership Conference. Critics specifically cited the Florida law DeSantis signed that restricts classroom instruction about sexual orientation and gender identity for children in kindergarten through third grade. Is the Senate getting closer to a compromise on gun safety? Bloomberg's Ed Baxter reports. Senator Chris Murphy is telling President Joe Biden, Every day we get closer to an agreement, not further away. And House Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is being very careful about commenting. I don't want to speculate about how many of my members might support it. So Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says it will need those votes. We don't just need thoughts and prayers. We need votes. We need action. We need at least 10 Republicans who are willing to say yes. But the hope is closer in San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak. It comes as actor Matthew McConaughey made a plea to Washington, D.C. to make changes to gun laws now. The Uvalde, Texas native visited his hometown the day after the massacre at an elementary school that left 19 children and two of their teachers dead. He spoke to the White House press briefing, calling out any legislators who are hedging on change. We start right now by voting to pass policies that can keep us from having as many Columbines, Sandy Hooks, Parklands, Las Vegas's, Buffaloes, and Uvaldes from here on. McConaughey called on lawmakers to rise above politics. American Dream, the $5 billion supermall in New Jersey, isn't only in hock to bondholders. The mayor of East Rutherford says the shopping and entertainment complex owes the borough between $5.5 million and $6 million. Mayor Jeffrey LaHolier says the mall, which is in the Meadowland Sports Complex, has failed to make payments in lieu of property taxes. Global News, 24 hours a day, on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg. Amy. All right. Thank you, Michael. It's 6.10 on Wall Street. Time now for the Bloomberg Sports Update with John Stashauer. Amy, the Rangers have gotten to this point. Two wins from playing for the Stanley Cup. Winning only twice on the road. They won the two road games they had to win or their season would be over. Game 6 in Pittsburgh, Game 7 in Carolina, but they've lost the other seven on the road. Tampa Bay took last night's game 4-4-1, four, four to one, and the East Finals are tied at 2. Only Ranger goal came late from Artemi Panarin. It was on the power play. Rangers never scored in the two games at Tampa at even strength. The good news, they're coming home where they've won eight in a row. Game five tomorrow night at MSG. Game three, the NBA Finals tonight in Boston. Celtics, Warriors tied at one. 40th win of the year for the Yankees with an occurrence early on. that has now happened 22 times. Pitches swung on and hit in the air to center field and deep. Buxton back. He's on the track. He's at the wall. She's oh gone. Over the center field wall. A judgy in blast. Well, he is something. Aaron Judge. Hey, all right. Sterling for the FAN. 22 homers for Judge. That's five more than anyone else in baseball. That came first inning with a man on. John Carlos Stanton hit his 12th also in the first. And then in the seventh, three-run shot for Anthony Rizzo, his 14th. Yanks beat the Twins 10-4. They are 40-15. and 15. They've won seven in a row. 
Mets lost in San Diego 7-0. Managed only, only two hits off the Padres. You Darvish. The Red Sox won in 10 innings. They sent the Angels to a club record 13th loss in a row. And the Angels have fired their manager, 68-year-old Joe Madden, who's been managing the majors the last 17 years. Won a pennant with Tampa Bay. Of course, won a World Series with the Cubs. John Stash Hour, Bloomberg Sports. Amy. All right, thank you, John. Checking futures now. S&P futures down 19 points. Dow futures down 160. NASDAQ futures down 49 and a half points. Much more still to come on this Wednesday morning on Bloomberg Daybreak. Stay with us. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg Daybreak is brought to you by Hofstra University's Frank G. Zarb School of Business. Zarb Executive MBA is built for working professionals and can be completed in as few as 11 months. Visit hofstra.edu slash go grad. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business App, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. I'm Nathan Hager. U.S. futures are falling along with European stocks, S&P and NASDAQ futures both slipping, signaling a pause following two days of gains with persistent worries about inflation and measures about uh, measures by central banks to rein it in. Uh, weighing on this market, we check the numbers for you every 15 minutes during the trading day on Bloomberg. Right now, S&P futures are down 20 points. Dow futures down 166. NASDAQ futures lower by 52 points. Germany's DAX down a half percent. The CAC in Paris is lower by seven-tenths of one percent. The FTSE in London down three-tenths percent. The 10-year Treasury is down eight thirty-seconds for a yield of three percent. Yield on the two-year, 2.74 percent. NYMEX crude is up one and a quarter percent of a dollar fifty at $120.91 for a barrel of West Texas Intermediate crude. COMEX gold little changed up 20 cents at 1852.30 an ounce. The euro is at 1.0720 against the dollar. British pound 1.1538. The yen is at 133.76. Bitcoin trading around $30,400. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Nathan, thank you very much. Democratic U.S. Representative Karen Bass and billionaire developer Rick Caruso breeze past a large field of rivals looking to be the next mayor of Los Angeles and advance to a runoff election in November. Bass is poised to become the first woman to hold the job in the nation's second most populous city. The winner in November will replace outgoing Mayor Eric Garcetti. In the NHL East final, the Rangers lost to the Lightning 4-1. The series now tied at two games apiece. In baseball, the Yankees won. The Mets lost. The Red Sox and Orioles were winners. The Nationals lost along with the A's and Giants. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr and this is Bloomberg. Amy. All right. Thank you, Michael. It is 619 on Wall Street. We're live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios on Bloomberg Daybreak. Getting word this morning, U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson plans to press ahead with legislation giving him the power to override parts of the Brexit deal. Joining us now to talk about this, Bloomberg's Lizzie Burden, joining us live from London. Lizzie, thank you for taking the time with us this morning. Uh, Let's talk about what Boris Johnson is doing. He barely survived that confidence vote earlier this week. That left him weakened. So what might this do to his political standing? This seems risky. 
Hi, Amy. Yeah, of course. It appears, appeases the pro-Brexit vote within the Conservative Party. And there's this huge rush to get something done because they want to appease the pro-unionist Democratic Unionist Party in Northern Ireland and restore the region's power-sharing executive. But it is very, very risky. At home, the former UK Treasury Minister, Jesse Norman, has warned that if you rip up the Northern Ireland Protocol, it would be economically damaging, politically foolhardy, these are his words, and almost certainly illegal. And then internationally, Boris Johnson's predecessor as Prime Minister, Theresa May, has warned that since it was Johnson who signed the Northern Ireland Protocol, if he rips it up, then other countries are going to question Britain's integrity. Uh, So it's risky at a time when Johnson has just clung on through a vote in which 40% of his MPs had declared that they lost confidence in him. Lizzie, is it possible that this is an attempt to divert attention away from those other issues? Well, you could argue that this is Boris Johnson trying to show that he's moving on, even though some of the Tory press have called the vote on Monday a hollow victory. But on the other hand, I would question where this is coming from. My reading is that it's driven by the Foreign Office more than number 10. And this is the Foreign Secretary Liz Truss showing the Conservative base that even though once upon a time she was a Remainer, she's willing to stand up to Brussels. And that would help her if and when a leadership election comes. And she's one of the top names on the runners and riders lists that are circulating. And I just want to build on something you said. The, this timing here seems significant. He's doing this very quickly after that confidence vote because any delay might make him look weaker, right? Yeah, well, officials signaled last month that the government was looking at the fortnight after June the 6th to introduce some legislation like this. So a delay beyond that window would bolster the impression that legislating has been made more difficult by the vote. But this is exactly why I question whether this is more driven by the Foreign Office than number 10. The timing is is a huge gamble for Johnson. It risks dividing the Conservatives even more because while it plays to the pro-Brexit wing, it's going to stir the pro-EU rebels that voted against Johnson on Monday. And Brussels isn't likely to be in the mood to compromise when Johnson appears weakened. And if the EU retaliates with a trade war, it's only going to add to the cost of living crisis in Britain. Whoa, there are so many different angles to this. Uh, And you mentioned the European Union. So what is that response likely to be? What moves could they make in response to this? Well, the EU said that if Johnson unilaterally rips up the Northern Ireland Protocol, then British scientists will be locked out of this Horizon Europe research project. And the UK science minister's gone to Brussels today to try and rescue those programmes because he says they're nothing to do with the Brexit trade deal. And then in terms of individual member states, Ireland has accused Johnson of acting in bad faith. And don't forget that none of this makes the prospects for a UK-US trade deal any rosier. Well, another angle that I had not even considered. You're absolutely right about that. So b- considering all of these different angles, how far is this bill expected to get? Would it even make it through? Well, it's going to be a huge uphill battle. Uh, It could be presented to the House of Commons as soon as tomorrow. As I say, the delays would underscore Johnson's weakness, but it wouldn't likely enter law until next year because it needs to also pass through the upper chamber, the House of Lords, where it'll face even more opposition because it's a little more uh, pro-EU in there. So let's get into the tax news from Rishi Sunak. Is this Rishi making his pitch to take over that top job? We've got about a half a minute here. 
Yeah, well, Sunak's promising to cut taxes at his next budget in the autumn. It focuses on businesses. The question is whether there, there's going to be more help for households in the form of personal tax cuts. But there's always a benefit for any wannabe Tory leader to appearing to be the tax cutting out to Margaret Thatcher. But given he's um, already introduced a windfall tax on energy companies, he's got a lot of uh, ground to claw back on that front. All right. We're going to be watching this with you, Lizzie. Thank you so much. Bloomberg's Lizzie Burden joining us live from London, talking about Boris Johnson's latest move, trying to uh, move on Brexit and and possibly tear up parts of that deal. We're watching it with you. Checking the markets now. S&P futures down 20. Dow futures down 172. NASDAQ futures down 55. Much more still to come on Bloomberg Daybreak. We'll check more markets and bring you the latest news in business, economics and finance. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg Daybreak brought to you by the Jewish Communal Fund. JCF's donor advised fund is the smart choice to manage your philanthropy, especially in times of crisis. Make your giving impactful. Visit jcfny.org. Broadcasting live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studio in New York. Bloomberg 1130 to Washington, D.C. Bloomberg 991 to Boston. Bloomberg 1061 to San Francisco. Bloomberg 960 to the country. Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Business App and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. It's 6.30 on Wall Street. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Amy Morris. And I'm Nathan Hager. We're just about three hours away from the open of U.S. trading. Time for the five things you need to know to start your day. Brought to you by Interactive Brokers. Investment advisors switch to Interactive Brokers for lowest-cost global trading and turnkey custody solutions. No ticket charges and no conflicts of your interests at ibkr.com slash RIA. Up first, results from some key primary races last night. Democratic Representative Karen Bass and billionaire developer Rick Caruso breezed past a large field of rivals looking to be the next mayor of Los Angeles. They advanced to a runoff election in November. The winner will replace outgoing mayor Eric Garcetti. And San Francisco residents voted to recall progressive district attorney Chesa Boudin. Boudin tried to reform the criminal justice system, but critics accused him of being too soft on crime. We've made mistakes. We've learned a lot. And I am so unbelievably appreciative. About 60% of those voting favored ousting Boudin. He'll be replaced by an interim district attorney chosen by Mayor London Breed. We'll have the latest on the New Jersey primaries just a minute. All right, Amy. But first in U.K. politics, Bloomberg News has learned Prime Minister Boris Johnson will go ahead with legislation to override parts of the Brexit deal. That risks inflaming tensions with members of his Conservative Party and the European Union. Turning to the markets, U.S. futures lower following back-to-back gains for the S&P 500. In Europe, shares of Credit Suisse are down almost 5%. The Swiss lender expects a loss at the group-wide level and investment bank in the second quarter. And there's new uncertainty this morning, Amy, surrounding the Elon Musk Twitter deal. Bloomberg's Renita Young joins us live with more on that. Good morning, Renita. Good morning, Nathan. Elon Musk's attempts to get new funding to take Twitter private are now on hold, and it's because of uncertainty surrounding the deal. 
deal. That's according to Reuters, who reports conversations have halted with private equity firms, including Apollo Global Management, until there's clarity about the future of the acquisition. Now, Musk has been trying to reduce his $33.5 billion cash contribution to the $44 billion deal by preferred equity financing. Meantime, he's also threatened to back away from the deal if Twitter cannot prove less than 5% of its users are bots. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Renita, thank you. And that's the five things you need to know to start your day. Brought to you by Interactive Brokers. Futures moving lower. we got S&P futures now down 21 points. Dow futures down 180. NASDAQ futures lower by 57 points. Those are drops of a half percent across the board for equity futures. Ten-year Treasury is down 9.30 seconds for a yield of 3%. Yield on the two-year, 2.74%. Straight ahead, your latest local headlines into check of sports. This is Bloomberg. All right, thank you, Nathan. 6.33 now on Wall Street. Let's bring in Michael Barr to tell us what else is going on in New York and around the world. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Amy. A dozen U.S. House seats are being contested in New Jersey. There were several GOP candidates who followed Donald Trump's brand. However, in New Jersey, only two out of the 12-member delegation are Republicans. In the 2nd District, incumbent Jeff Van Drew won the GOP primary with 86%. Van Drew will face Democrat Tim Alexander, who got 62%. In the 4th District, incumbent Republican Chris Smith won with 58% of the vote. Smith will face Democrat Matthew Jenkins, who ran unopposed. New York lawmakers called on the Chelsea Piers Entertainment Center to cancel an upcoming event. That includes Florida Governor Ron DeSantis saying his appearance would be an insult to the city's LGBTQ community. The House Oversight Committee is set to hear testimony today from survivors of mass shootings and the families of victims. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has privately expressed an openness to raising the age limit to buy an assault rifle from 18 to 21, but McConnell has not pushed for any specific policy. It's way too soon to start predicting how many are going to vote for it. We don't have an agreement yet, and so I don't want to speculate about how many of my members might support it. McConnell has not publicly said where he stands on raising the age requirement. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says he expects a vote in the near future. Democrats are ready to take good, strong action, and every member of this chamber is going to have to answer the question, can we actually get something real done? Senator Schumer says they need 10 Republicans to vote for approval. Actor Matthew McConaughey is calling from Washington, D.C. to make changes to gun laws. He spoke to White House reporters calling out any legislators who are hedging on change. Can both sides see beyond the political problem at hand and admit that we have a life preservation problem on our hands? Matthew McConaughey, a native of Uvalde, Texas, visited his hometown the day after the massacre in an elementary school that left 19 children and two of their teachers dead. The mayor of East Rutherford, New Jersey, says the American Dream Mall owes the borough about $6 million. Mayor Jeffrey LaHollier says the $5 billion super mall located in the Meadowlands Sports Complex has failed to make payments in lieu of property taxes. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg, Amy. All right. Thank you, Michael.
6.36 on Wall Street. Time now for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Here's John Stashauer. Thanks, Amy. Home ice continues to mean a lot of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Rangers played that series with Carolina where the road team didn't win until Game 7. The Hurricanes had played an earlier series with Boston where the home team won all seven. And now four games into the East Finals, Rangers and Tampa Bay tied it to both winning twice at home. Game 4, early go over the Lightning's Pat Maroon. And then second period, Tampa scored again. Good row the other way, bounces it to the Lightning line. Quick up, root up for a lot. Up the middle, Kudrow, maybe a step in front, hold, shoot, score! Look WFLA, Steven Stamko scored third period. Late goal for the Rangers, Artemi Panarin on the power play. The Rangers had gone 86 minutes without a goal. Andre Pallad, empty netter at the end. Tampa Bay won 4-1, 34 saves for Andre Vasilevsky. The Rangers hoping the home cooking continues. If they keep winning at the Garden where they've won eight in a row, they'll win the series. Game five tomorrow. NBA Finals game three tonight in Boston. Celtics and Warriors tied at one. Another Yankee win. They're 40. It's seventh in a row. 10-4 in Minnesota. Three Yankee home runs. Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Anthony Rizzo, and two hits each from the two Yanks who have struggled mightily all season. Aaron Hicks and Joey Gallo. Only two hits all night for the Mets. They lost in San Diego 7-0. The Padres led 4-0 by the second inning. You Darvish. Taiwan Walker. Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson get ready to play in London. The debut of the new Live Golf Tour. Both will then play the U.S. Open next week near Boston, but Tiger Woods skipping the U.S. Open says his body needs time to heal. Tiger hopes to play the British Open next month. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. Amy? All right, thank you, John. It is 637 on Wall Street. Time to take a look at stocks and some of the names that are moving in the pre-market. And for that, we're joined by Bloomberg Radio and TV Markets correspondent Kriti Gupta. Kriti, good morning to you. Good morning, Amy. Let's just dive right in here. There's so much to get through, so I'm going to speed through. Bear with me. I want to start with some of those Chinese ADRs. The U.S. listed companies here, uh, things like Alibaba, JD.com, Pinduoduo, Baidu, all up significantly this morning. This comes after China approved a second batch of video games this year, providing a signal of policy support to the country's internet sector. This is so important because we know a lot of these companies haven't actually uh, gotten that support from from the Chinese administration. They are starting to get a little bit more of easing. The idea here being that if you have this regulatory crackdown, which has, by the way, hurt stocks to the tune of some 73% from their peak last year, how much of kind of investor buy-in are you going to get from around the world? And that's been a major question for a lot of these companies that have actually suffered that regulatory scrutiny. Now it looks like China is trying to make those steps to be a little bit more progressive, at least when it comes to Internet companies and the scrutiny there. So you do have on the back of that report us uh, the likes of Alibaba, for example. BABA is your ticker. The shares are up 5% in the pre-market. JD as well. The ticker is just the letter JD up about 4.2%. Pinduoduo, this is of course the e-commerce company. PDD up about 6%. And Baidu, B-I-D-U up 3%. Now, no, not all of these companies are actually have of uh, a, a stake in video games, but the idea that they that China did approve that second batch is kind of seen as a signal, a proxy of internet scrutiny broadly. Let's stick with the tech theme here and talk about Intel. INTC is your ticker down 3.3%. This comes after Citi lowered their estimates on the chip maker after the company's management mentioned at a conference that the circumstances are worse than expected during the quarter. A similar theme when you look at Altria Group. MO is your ticker. Uh, this is, of course, the maker of cigarettes and other tobacco products down about 3%. Morgan Stanley downgrading it to an underweight, citing increasing macro pressures and competitive risks. Super important. Cigarette companies are kind of seen as defensive stock that even in the worst of times, even if there's a recession, uh, smokers are going to still buy cigarettes simply because of the addiction. 
that makes it a defensive stock. So to see a downgrade from a major Wall Street firm is a huge deal. MO, once again, is your ticker down about 3%. And I'm going to end here with Novavax. We haven't talked about COVID news in a while, but this is important. NVAX is your ticker. The shares are up about 18% in the pre-market. We're up as much as 22%. This comes after the company's coronavirus vaccine won support from an FDA advisory panel. So you are still seeing more and more people come to market with those vaccines. Amy? All right. Bloomberg Radio and TV Markets correspondent Creedy Gupta. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us, Creedy. And looking at stocks as a whole ahead of the open, S&P futures down 18, Dow futures down 159, NASDAQ futures down 46, 10-year price down 12.30 seconds with a yield of 3.02. Much more still to come on this Wednesday morning edition of Bloomberg Daybreak. Stay with us. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg 1130 weather today. Maybe an early shower, partly to mostly sunny. Otherwise, kind of breezy. Going up to 85, going up to 80 with showers tomorrow. And then sunshine on Friday, going up to 80 degrees. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business App, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. Morning, I'm Nathan Hager. This update is brought to you by PPAC, Private Wealth Management. A portfolio is more than a collection of assets. It's a path to your future. Visit ppacprivate.com. Futures moving lower. Let's go right over to the first for breaking news desk for today's morning call with Bill Maloney. Bill, good morning. And good morning, Nathan. That's right. U.S. futures are in the red right now. At Dow futures down 150 points. S&P dropped 17 and NASDAQ futures are lower by 39. The U.S. 10-year yield at 3%. Gold is down 4. Oil is trading higher, but Bitcoin is down by 2.9%. Hong Kong rose 2.2% overnight while European markets are in the red led by losses in France and Germany. Back in the U.S. on the economic front at 10 o'clock, wholesale inventories. And in other news, Credit Suisse said a slump at its investment bank will lead to a third straight quarterly loss. In deal news, Western Digital will consider splitting up its flash and hard drive businesses. And wrapping things up, Altria was downgraded to underweight over at Morgan Stanley. Live from the first of breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Nathan. Okay, Bill, thanks. To get live breaking news over your Bloomberg, type squawk on the terminal SQUA Go. That's Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Nathan, thank you very much. Victims, families, and survivors of the Uvalde and Buffalo mass shootings are in Washington, D.C. today for multiple hearings to call on Congress to act on gun reform. In Iowa, a retired Navy Admiral, Democrat Mike Franken, will challenge Republican Senator Chuck Grassley's re-election this fall after winning his party's nomination over two competitors. In the NHL East final, the Rangers lost to the Lightning 4-1. The series now tied to two games apiece. In baseball, the Yankees won. The Mets lost. The Red Sox and the Orioles were winners. The Nationals lost along with the A's and Giants. Global news 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr and this is Bloomberg. Amy. 
All right. Thank you, Michael. We're live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios, where it is 649 on Wall Street. Time now to check what is going on in D.C. Some of the top stories in our nation's capital include gun talks. They continue on Capitol Hill. Both sides may be approaching a compromise. Also, we've seen a small burst of bipartisanship in the House as lawmakers are working on some health and water infrastructure issues. And then there is the war in Ukraine. There is more aid on the way. We're also watching how they're working to get those grain exports going again. And to talk about all of this and more, we welcome back Bloomberg government reporter Emily Wilkins. Emily, let's start with those negotiations over gun control measures on Capitol Hill. Where do they stand now? So right now, really, we're all just looking to the Senate, where you've seen uh, Democratic Senator Chris Murphy, Republican Senator John Cornyn, really trying to work out an agreement that actually can get the 10 Republican votes needed to pass in the Senate. Um, and Senator John Cornyn says, really, any bill has got to be narrow. We're talking no new restrictions on guns and really no changes for current law-abiding gun owners. Uh, we have heard a lot of talk about those so-called red flag laws and potentially looking at legislation legislation that would offer a grant to states that are interested in implementing those. And those are, are laws that basically say um, if, if you you know have a family member or someone in your community who you know who is acting erratic and you're concerned that they might hurt themselves or others, you can get a temporary order uh, that would allow guns to either be removed from them or prevent them from buying guns. And of course, there'd, there'd be a due process element as well. That seems to have the most momentum. A lot of people point out that, you know, those are just grants. It's not even a federal law. Um, but it's very clear at this point that if something wants to move forward, it is going to have to be quite narrow because there still is a lot of really strong opposition from Republicans on on having uh, these additional uh, restrictions on guns and gun ownership. Emily, I was reading through some of the stories that you have on the Bloomberg Terminal, and one of them is about this bipartisan push, especially for a couple of different bills. You know, the House is like a dozen bills in process, but there are two that are really getting some bipartisan support. Tell us about that. Yeah, so these are two. They're kind of wonky, but they're considered must-pass legislation in Washington, D.C., because it kind of just helps the, the basic functions of government. I mean, one of these, the, the FDA, uh, what the, half their budget comes from user fees. And so one of the, these pieces of legislation will just reauthorize their ability to collect user fees from the drug and medical device industry. Uh, this bill is also going to provide an express pathway to approve uh, certain drugs for the market quicker than they might have otherwise. And they will, of course, also be able to then pull those drugs from the market if they don't match up with clinical trials. Um, we're also looking at legislation on water uh, and infrastructure development. These are including things like flood control, keeping the coast intact. And really, Amy, if you pull back for one second of kind of why these bills are being passed now, I mean, they do have to regularly pass these bills, but it kind of also shows where we are in this legislative process. Uh, we're coming up at the end of the session at the end of the year. Of course, you have the November midterm elections, and you really only have like a, a few dozen days for lawmakers to get things done. And the harder, closer you get to November, the harder it becomes. And so that's why you're seeing some of these bipartisan must-pass bills coming to the floor, House floor um, and, and getting moved through the process. Let's shift gears just a little bit, uh, Emily, and look at the war in Ukraine. Uh, bring us up to speed on the latest on aid for Ukraine. I know the World Bank has just signed off on a big package. What else is out there? 
Yeah, the World Bank just approved almost $1.5 billion for Ukraine to pay government and social workers. Um, we also know, of course, President Biden is, you know, continuing to authorize amounts of funding for Ukraine. Uh, Congress uh, just approved that $40 billion for the White House to be able to spend in ways that they need. Um, obviously, the, the, the amount that the um, Congress approved really shows and speaks to the fact that this battle is expected to go on for quite some time. No one's seen an easy or quick end um, to the Russian invasion. Um, and you've also, but you've also seen other pieces of movement. I mean, one big thing, industry that's been hit here is the grain and the wheat. You're seeing the Russian foreign minister, uh, Sergei Lavrov, attending talks that might restart some of those grain shipments out of Ukraine again. Um, and of course, oil is another big concern. The um, Energy Information Administration has estimated that next year, 2013, uh, Russian oil output is expected to decline by 18%, just kind of adding pressure on nations uh, like the U.S. and its European allies to figure out how to you know, continue to put pressure on Russia while also um, making sure that energy prices are not skyrocket- skyrocketing at home. Let's talk a little bit more about those grain shipments, if you don't mind, because I know Ukraine has been working to get that humanitarian corridor set up. doesn't look like they are very hopeful that it's actually going to hold, but they're going to give it a try. And one of the things they said was that there could be, um, in their words, catastrophic global price increases if they're not able to do that. I'm wondering how much urgency or incentive that is providing to get that established. I think there's a lot of concern because you are seeing these shortages uh, across the world. And as you, we worry, you know, in the U.S. about inflation, certainly not the only developed nation worrying about that. Uh, but it's it's because you are seeing shortages in things like grain. So I think there really is a lot of pressure on it. Um, you have Turkey and Russia that did reach a tentative deal. Uh, but you do have Ukrainian officials. That they are remaining skeptical at this point. I don't think the, there's obviously not a lot of trust uh, between Ukraine and Russia are really uh, the rest of the world and Russia. Uh, But there's also a huge incentive and pressure internationally uh, to see this move again. Uh, Certainly a number of countries uh, across the world that are being impacted by the lack of grain exports from Ukraine. Yeah, we're going to continue to watch that with you. Uh, Bloomberg government reporter Emily Wilkins, thank you so much for taking the time with us. And also you can read more about these stories on Bloomberg.com or on the Bloomberg terminal. And as a reminder, you can follow all of the latest on Bloomberg Radio in Washington on Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 FM HD2. Nathan. Okay, Amy, thank you. We're at 655 on Wall Street. Let's turn to news and science and technology now. The Bloomberg NJIT STEM report is brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology, ranked a top 50 national public university by U.S. News and World Report and number 14 in the nation on Money's Best Colleges list. Learn more at njit.edu. Now here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. The Biden administration wants Congress to support a $4.3 billion plan to wean the U.S. off Russian uranium. The money would allow the U.S. to buy it directly from domestic producers. Energy officials have made the case that any interruption in supply of enriched Russian uranium would cause disruptions at commercial nuclear reactors. NASA will launch a research rocket from remote northern Australia this month in the space agency's first blastoff from a commercial spaceport outside the U.S., The launch site was chosen because it's in the southern hemisphere and close to the equator. It is the first NASA rocket launched down under since 1995. And Amazon, in its second annual report, says it prevented 4 billion bad listings from making it onto its site and got rid of more than 3 million phony products last year. 
counterfeit sellers have long plagued Amazon and other e-commerce retailers. Amazon stepped up efforts to fight it in recent years amid heightened scrutiny from brands and lawmakers pushing for anti-counterfeit legislation. And that is today's Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Futures moving lower, though not as deeply as uh, earlier in this uh Pre-market session right now, S and P futures are down 12 points for a drop of two uh, three tenths percent. Dow futures down 122 points, and Nasdaq futures are lower by 16 points. That's a decline of a tenth of one percent. The 10-year Treasury is down 9.30 seconds. The yield 3.0 percent on the benchmark 10-year note. Yield on the two-year 2.74 percent. Nymex crude up 1.1 percent or a dollar 31 at 120 dollars 72 cents a barrel. Comex gold down a tenth percent or two dollars 40 cents at 1849.70 an ounce. The euro 1.0723 against the dollar. Bitcoin right now trading right around $30,400. Bloomberg Surveillance is next with Tom Keene, Jonathan Farrow, and Lisa Abramowitz. For Amy Morris, I'm Nathan Hager, and this is Bloomberg. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.